Zycon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I'm your host, Gianna, and today we welcome... Richard Payne, um, this is a fun episode because this is one of our international EXP partners. So um, I asked for his address before this so I can send him a little participation gift. And I saw it was in Nova Scotia and I told him I would start walking today. It's gonna and I said it's going to be a long walk. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, what time is it over there right now? Uh, it is 4 p.m. Getting 4 towards the end. Yeah, it's 2 2.05 p.m. here, so not... Not too big of a difference, but thank you for taking the time and uh, let's get to know all about you. Take us back to the beginning. Where are you from? What market are you in now? And how did you get drug into real estate? Yeah, so we'll start from the very beginning, which is uh, the accent is definitely not Canadian. So we came over here from the UK 15 years ago, uh, about four days ago, actually. It was our 15 year anniversary. So we originally came from a place called Cardiff in South Wales in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was just time. Like UK mm-hmm. is overpopulated to a ridiculous degree. So we had one of those conversations with my wife um, that was like, yeah, I think we should move. And of course, Richard's thinking, yeah, we'll go to Manchester or Nottingham or London, something like that. And Jane's like, no, how about Australia? And I'm like, no. How about Canada? <laughs> so I changed it over and we ended up actually in Canada. Um, I'd been there kind of after university for a while, uh, doing some rowing competitions and stuff in Canada. So I was like, well, I'm, I'm game for Canada. I've been there before. Seemed like nice, friendly people. Sure, let's give it a shot. So yeah, that's what they say about Canada, right? Everybody's nice. Yeah, everyone's nice. Weather, a eh, little bit interesting, but, you know, that's one of those things. Uh, so we were three and a half years in the process of actually getting here. Mm-hmm. So we arrived in 2007 um, and that was basically the start of everything because, yeah, I was, I'm a chartered accountant, so I'm a numbers guy in the background. That's what I've always been since coming out of university. Um, and obviously just get to Canada and just get a job was kind of the biggest thing. Um, get a house first. That was important. So we did that. That was pretty interesting because we bought the house where we live now before we even emigrated to Canada so we owned the house for a year and a half before we got here because so what did you do with it did you rent it out or just keep it empty? Well, the original plan was we can cover the costs so let's just cover the costs because mm-hmm. you know at the time we weren't too stressed about trying to find a rental accommodation I'm like no we we want things as simple so if we're going to come to Canada I want a house, I want an address, I want my kids in the school, I want life to carry on and get settled quick. I don't want to be stressed about having a job, getting to work, and at the same time trying to find a house where we're going to live and potentially move the kids from wherever they were to somewhere else because two kids came with us, six and four-year-old. So we said, okay, we can do this. Let's let's buy a house whilst we came over here on our little fact-finding trip. 
So we were kind of all in, like chips were all on the table. This is it, like playing poker. Um, and it worked out really well because within two, three weeks of us closing on the house, we got somebody who said they could rent it for a year whilst they were building their house. Mm -hmm. um, they gave us a call in February saying, okay, house is built. We're going to move out next month. And we said, great, because we're going to be there next month. So it was basically a zero cost of owning the house whilst we were back in the UK. Um, once we came over here, we were like, great, settle in. We've got a base, get life back on track again. So that was the advantage is it came really quick. And I think, I think that really helped settle everybody, the kids and me and my wife as well, so that we weren't stressed. It was like Richard had a job back being a chartered accountant, so no issue there. Um, but that, that's when he kind of like, I was here about five years, five, six years. When I started just going, okay, like we'd already done a little bit of real estate investing. So we bought some income properties and that's, that's what started, shall I be a realtor question? Because I talked to two or three people and I was like, okay, we've got like three properties now. Um, how can I buy more? So the first thing I did was figure out that you need to partner with other individuals and kind of use their money with your skill to go and buy more properties. But then I was like, but how do I find the properties? So I spoke to a couple of people and they said, well, why don't you just become a realtor? Genius. I'll just become a, just become a realtor. So I had the conversation with my wife, uh, made sure there was some savings in the bank and that's it. Took the plunge 11 years ago, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, um, and said, this is it. I'm quitting the J job that paid me like 95,000 Canadian a year. Uh, with a pension plan, with healthcare and all that good stuff and said, yeah, come on, let's do it. So we took the risk, jumped and uh, and became a realtor. And that was an interesting one. Interesting decision. Yeah, big risk there. So how did you come across EXP? You know, right. did you start there? Were you at a different brokerage? Uh, I know making that switch can be stressful. So how did you navigate that? Yeah, so... Started with Century 21, um, only lasted four months there before I'm like, I'm out. This is ridiculous. This is not the brokerage for me. I don't understand the model. I'm getting no help. I'm out. Because my plan <laughs> as being a realtor was everyone's, I'm, I'm an income property owner. Everyone's going to come to me and say, we want you to help us buy and sell our income properties. Yeah, right. There's just no way that was going to happen. So real fast, I discovered that you've got to still be able to put money into the bank account, and that's going to be single family homes. So jumped out of Century 21 um, and moved over to Keller Williams, which, you know, at the time was, was a perfect fit for me, like the training, the education, the culture, the people. I knew the owners of the franchise personally as well. So I'm like, mm -hmm. it was just a brilliant fit. And they really put me on the right path. Like, you know, threw myself into all of the possible education courses, talking to other realtors, networking, everything. So the first year was was rocky, like really rocky. Mm -hmm. um, but then I kind of got into it and I'm like, you know, in 2019 um, was when I started looking at other options because I'm like, okay, I, I was the number one single agent in that franchise of like 190 agents in Nova Scotia that Keller Williams had. So I'm like, okay, we're doing really well here. We're winning all the wonderful awards and all this kind of stuff that, you know, I float your ego more than anything else and fill up the bookshelf. Um, but I'm like, there's got to be something extra here because I wasn't 
fully immersed in get people over to Keller Williams. It wasn't something I was really focusing on. So I didn't have a huge profit share, downstream revenue share, whatever they want to call it. Um, and I was like, okay, there's got to be more because everything I'm doing here, I'm paying for myself. So if I want to get coaching, I'm paying for it myself. Mm-hmm. If I want to go to a, um, a, a seminar, a something that gets me more education, I'm getting on a plane, I'm paying for it. And I'm like, hang on a minute. What am I paying 23,000 Canadian dollars for a year here? Because I've not got ownership. Um, I've not got a huge downstream. So, like, why am I here? And then I started seeing some pretty big agents. Fully enough, Kyle Whistle was one of them, plus a few others that are big Keller Williams agents jumping and going into this people, this brokerage called EXP. And I'm like, what? Are, I don't get it. What? What is this? Why are they all doing this? So. Did a little bit of research and like EXP existed in Ontario and it existed in Alberta and Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. So three provinces out of 11 actually had an EXP. So I'm like, oh, okay. So they're not in Nova Scotia. Hmm. I wonder if they're planning on coming to Nova Scotia was, was the brain. Jumped on the website, found like the vice president of, of whoever it was in Canada and just dropped them an email and just said, you know, straight off the website, this is, I'm looking at this EXP model, seems like a really good idea. Just wonder if you're coming to Canada, Nova Scotia. Next thing I know, I had a lady called Deborah Plyman, who was the director of Canada Growth and Operations, giving me a call saying, funny you should ask, because yes, we are. And why don't we go for coffee? Because I'll be there next week. And that was, that was the start of it all. So for me, it all started because um, I found a good model that I thought I can actually own part of a a brokerage without forking out the, I don't know, $250,000 or whatever it would be to be a Keller Williams franchisee. Um, And I can grow something from ground zero. So it was almost like me owning a brokerage, but not having to pay for the brokerage and get it here. So I'm like, I've got all the benefits of being the first person on the ground here. I could grow this like quite big, like if I play this right. So that's where it all started. Like it wasn't necessarily from a um, a culture or a programs or a coaching or any of that kind of stuff. It was just, this seems like a really smart business model. It's like being back in the corporate world where I do save as you earn and buy shares in the corporation. Um, nobody else is doing this. Makes perfect sense because, of course, I'm corporate background. Wherever I went, I used to buy shares in the companies I used to work for, and now I can do that all over again because it's it's much easier to have that money taken off me before I spend it as opposed to me being forced to save it and then go and buy it. So with EXP, if you want to invest and buy the shares, they take it out of your commission before you even see it. Yeah, no, that's a good point. You've brought up a lot of highlighted points of EXP, you know, uh, stock options, revenue share, the collaboration, the unlimited training. So then can I ask, you know, what keeps you there? Is it the scalability or what have you really fallen in love with with EXP where you can't even imagine yourself anywhere else? So tech is a big thing in my life as well. Like we all love the technology. So the fact that I made the move just before COVID hits because I moved in like February 2020. COVID came along and hit Canada big time in 20 March. So I <laughs> I jumped out of the paid office space and, and went home office here. Um, 
basically at the perfect timing. So the technology has always been something that I've loved and, and has appreciated all the way through. Um, I like the fact that everything's virtual. So like I've got my assistant who is about like 70 kilometers away from me. So she's in semi-virtual. I like the world for all the training and the deliverability of everything that we go into. Um, EXP Con shareholders summit for the last couple of years have been virtual as well. So I've not had to fly somewhere to actually partake in that. Um, and definitely for me, it's the scalability. It's being able to talk to other agents and say, look, this is something that made brilliant sense to me. Shall we go for a coffee and have a talk about it and how it can work for you? Absolutely. And, you know, you've really taken that advantage of that and scaled it up. And, you know, like you said, played your cards, right? You've really built something cool here. Yeah. So what do you do in your free time to take care of Richard Payne? Like, how do you make sure you're not on burnout mode? How do you make sure that work-life balance is at a healthy balance? Yes. Yeah, that's, it's always a struggle. Like real estate, as we know, can, everybody thinks I'm going to get into real estate because I can determine my own schedule. I can work on my own time. And within a week, you'll figure out that that's not necessarily the case unless you are so strict with your schedule that you keep it that way. Um, and in this market, like everybody knows, I think it's the same in, in the US versus Canada as well. We're all sitting here going, there are no amounts of houses for sale. So you're always going to be running around with buyers trying to find the first house, get in, make the offer and everything else. So... I've, I've struggled with the work-life balance for a good, I'd say I'm 10 years into it for a good like eight and a half, nine years. <laughs> it's only the last year that I've said, okay, the way that I'm going to do this is number one, tell everybody up front that Richard needs at least a day off a week. Otherwise, mm -hmm. he's going to be very unpopular with his family and he's going to get burnt out. So I talk to my clients on day one that this is how this is going to work. Also, I set the schedule of once it gets past seven o'clock at night, and like there is nothing that you're going to talk to me about that cannot wait till tomorrow morning because I can't really do anything at 8.30 or 7 o'clock at night about anything you're going to ask me anyway. So just understand that unless it's like screaming urgent, then I'm not going to look at my phone. I'll look at the text. It's just I'm not going to ring you up and I'm not going to do anything about it. So I protect the bookend of my day and I protect one day of weekends. Usually I can get away with only doing about half a day on the weekend, like Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. So I get about a day and a half. The rest of it is Richard is a super keen triathlete. So he's a little bit crazy um, in the whole swim, bike, run stuff. Mm -hmm. But to me, exercise has always been something that I have to do every single day. I'll take a day off. Um, in the week, you know, to just to relax and everything. But it starts for me with just a really good solid routine of a little bit of exercise, walking the dog around the block, having that 15, 20 minutes with the family first thing in the morning to see what's going on and how everybody is, and then getting to the end of the day and doing a similar thing at the end of the day. So to me, it's it's the exercise that keeps me sane. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I know you said it, you know, it takes you took you a while to kind of find that balance. And now that you have, do you feel like you're, you know, better for facing with your clients and your team? Yeah, I feel yeah. a lot less because this market is silly stressful on everybody, like buyers and sellers. You know, sellers are trying to deal with being kicked out of the house for three to four days for all the viewings. They're trying to deal with who knows how many offers and decide, well, which one is the best one to take. Yeah. Buyers are just run ragged because they're like jumping at every property possible, writing a lot of offers and facing you know, 
nine out of 10 offers, you get rejected. One out of 10, you're actually succeeding on. So it's a tough process for them. So for me, I feel that with having a better routine and having a little bit more balance of like stress relieving exercise makes me a lot more easy to deal with. Like I don't, even Jane said to me, she said, I don't know how the hell you don't deal well with like the highs and lows of being a realtor. She said, you're just very even keeled. And I'm like, yeah, because my clients need me to be even keeled and not like, you know, high and low. I said, you know, some of the stuff that they're going through, I can only imagine how bad it is, but mine is the voice of reason and the exercise and walking the dog and, you know, yoga is another big thing just with exercise. I'm not, yeah, I just turned 50 uh, a week and a half ago. So oh, happy birthday. Yeah, I'm finding that yoga is, is something that I absolutely have to have every day now mm-hmm. because like things need to work still for the next God knows how many years. So yeah. that's a thing as well, because that really helps calm your mind and keep you focused and on a level playing field. So that's how we do it. That's great. You know, that's a great balance that you seem to have worked out there. Looks good for your family. Works, works good for work. Um, yeah. You know, and people are like, I don't believe in work-life balance. Well, I don't <laughs> believe in them. You know, like there yeah. is such thing. There is a way to take care of yourself and work. And uh, it seems like you got it down packed. So, you know, you do have to produce a lot of production to become an icon agent, which obviously you are because you're on the icon podcast. So, you know, in your own words, can you kind of explain what the icon award is, the benefits it's brought to you and maybe the production that you had to do in your market to get there? Yeah. So the icon award is something that gets given to you, uh, like you say, based on a certain production. The first thing you have to do is do what we call cap, which means you've got to have paid your 20% of your commission. Uh, 16,000 in Canadian is the number uh, that we actually have to pay. And then there's another $5,200 of transactions that you have to have produced, but they're at a reduced value. So I think in Canada, it's $75 per transaction. To me, it works out that I have to do something like 31 transactions in a year. Maybe a little bit less. It depends, obviously, on how good your commission rates are uh, in terms of what you're actually achieving. But I've always I've always seen it as something that, like, okay, if I'm good at my job and I'm serving my clients well, I should hit that in around about five and a half, six months every year, kind of is that level that I'm achieving. Um, the good thing is once you get it, all of a sudden you get a majority of that commission, the 16000 you get a lot of that back. Now, there's a couple of extra things you have to achieve as well. So you have to partake and give back to EXP um, as part of the EXP community. You can either be a mentor, you can take part as being a coach, or you can actually give up some time and coach some section, sessions in EXP World. Which route do you take? Uh, I did the coaching mentor session. That's okay. much more like my style as well. Because um, I can... I can shortcut a lot of issues that I saw in the first three, four years of like, okay, let's get you focused. This is what you really need to think about. So I like working with agents that have just moved across to EXP, fairly new in the business. Mm -hmm. I just need that like, okay, let's guide you. Let's point you in the right direction rather than just let you pray and spray and scatter everywhere. So I went down that stream. Um, and then again, they like you to attend Shareholder Summit and EXP Con as well. And you get, they call them travel incentives, um, which basically gets you some more of your shares back as well. So all of that money comes back to you as part of shares. And I'm like, great. And, you know, 
we all understand as realtors, we have to pay some level of company dollar towards keeping that company going. So the fact that they give me back in shares, I'm like, great, it's just called Richard's Retirement Fund. Just let it grow and grow and grow, and I'll worry about it when I need it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's always nice to have a big amount of EXP shares sitting there waiting for retirement. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, um, you iconed, obviously. We keep talking about that. Yeah. And for those newbies that are watching, whether, you know, they're new to the EXP world or new to real estate and EXP is their first brokerage, yeah. is the Icon Award something they should strive for with their first year? Is that maybe yeah. something that a more experienced agent can go after? Kind of give the newbies some advice. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Like, it, it does require you to be really focused. Um, there's nothing stopping anybody. I, I firmly believe if you are focused and you've got a good plan in place, there's no reason you couldn't hit icon status in your first year. Um, plenty of agents I know already do that. Not only if they're just like, there's people that move across from existing brokerages to us and yeah, they should easily get it because you've moved across, you've already got a sphere, you've already got a big volume behind you. That shouldn't be an issue for you. But it's the new people that I'm like, go to the new agent's boot camp, take some of the courses. Don't don't go crazy and take every single course in EXP world because then you're just going to be constantly learning and never implementing. It's like choose the right ones, but choose a mentor, choose somebody that you can actually spend some time with that'll say, this week there's two courses you should absolutely take. Don't worry about anything else. Take those two, stay on track, have a good plan, protect your time like crazy so yes you want to be busy but at the same time you know i always talk about a lot of agents like to have this idea of time blocking and i'm like "Mm, time blocking i've tried many times it doesn't work i like the idea of just day blocking so literally say okay in every day you have to do lead generation lead follow-up and set appointments Mm -hmm. but at the same time there's other things that you should be doing every single day like for me youtube is a big thing that we tend to do and it worked really well for us in terms of lead generation so I've always got some element of uh, writing the script, producing the video, shooting the video, publishing the video. So I've always got, in my days, I block certain things to do. I don't stress about, I've got to be on the phone between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every single day. I'm like, no, I've got to do two hours of lead gen follow-up every day. Fitted in feels right, you know? Mm-hmm. So we tend to be a little bit more flexible on that way. Um, but definitely, like, just have a good plan, get a good mentor, get some information from them, stay on track. And yeah, as long as you've got a good market with like a sensible average price, you should be able to icon in the first year. No problem. Okay. And it's it's important to choose your mentor, you know, ask the right questions, make sure they're a right fit for you. Although they may be a well-known name in the industry, you know, you guys might not be a personal fit. You got to think about the time you both have to offer, time zones, whatever it may be. Although, you know, EXP agents are willing to move mountains for each other. It's important to find the right fit for you. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm on, well, we're on Atlantic time zone. So we're even one hour past Eastern. Mm -hmm. So like in the States, it's obviously Pacific to Eastern. Well, we're plus one again on Eastern. So yeah, if it's four o'clock my time, I'm talking to somebody who's on Pacific. Yeah, I'm like 12 o'clock, 11 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. yeah, but find a, find a good mentor. Like, mm-hmm. I would have loved to have had a mentor in my first two, three years. It would have been like, yeah, I would have been so much better off. So that's my biggest advice for anybody new is find a mentor, make sure they're the right one, gel with them, make mm-hmm. sure similar interests and all this kind of stuff. 
and then just learn like crazy from them. Yes, absolutely. And then my final question is, you know, at some point you were on the outside looking in, you saw the grass was greener, but you know, there, this is a pyramid scheme. They're cult, like <laughs> just like crazy things that, you know, other um, brokers have put out about EXP because, yeah. you know, everybody's jumping ship. Yeah. So what would you have to say to somebody watching right now that may be skeptical about making that move? The biggest thing is, is talk to people in EXP. You know, find somebody that can explain how the whole system works. Like everybody, like you're right, you know, I had the thing of like, oh, it's just a pyramid scheme. It's network marketing and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, it's not. You're just not listening. You're not seeing the benefits of what it could actually do for your lifestyle, your career, your wealth creation. You're just not understanding the actual benefits because everybody that we've talked to that's actually come over everybody's been like, yeah, I heard about what everybody said. They're all completely wrong. And I should have done this like three years ago. And I'm like, That's well, the thing years I hear is, uh, I wish I'd done it sooner. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, we all wish we'd have done it sooner because the shares at the beginning would have been so much cheaper than what we're buying now. But I'm like, that's just life. Like, it's one of those things. So, yeah, it's, it's just you've got to really understand what we're actually offering and how it can be so much more impactful in your real estate career and in your life and wealth creation. That's the biggest thing. Some important things is find a good mentor and make that move now. <laughs> Absolutely, don't wait, don't wait. Mm -hmm. If you're on the fence, time to come to where the grass is greener. Yeah, exactly. I promise yeah. everybody yeah. promises yeah. Yeah. Well, Richard, I'm out of questions. Is there anything else that you want to touch on? No, I think we've covered most of it. Like say, it's just that recap of understand what the model and the benefits are. Uh, if you're a brand new agent, like, I mean, that's the other thing. I've, I've had a lot of agents talk to me, well, I'm a brand new agent. I just don't think the training's there. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let me get you an introduction to EXP world and let's take a look at all the stuff that's actually available for you. You right. know, and then 60 we'll hours a week, new training. Oh, yeah. It's so much training. It's nuts. And these are, these are agents that are absolutely at the very top of their business as well because they're, they're the icon agent that are doing a lot of the training and telling you how to attract other agents, how to tell you to stay in touch with your sphere, how to go and find new listings. So these are people that have been there for a long time getting serious volume production levels, and those are the ones that are teaching you. So why wouldn't you listen to them and just immerse yourself in picking the right training each week? And, yeah, there's so much there. It's crazy. Yeah, you could literally pick a focus, a different focus every week. Easily. You know, marketing, listing, whatever it is, it's yeah. here for EXP. Absolutely. Richard, thank you so much for your time today. I sincerely appreciate it. Um, I hope to see you at EXP Con and Shareholders Con. And um, if you ever want to do a spinoff episode and focus a little more on maybe investing or whatever it is, just yeah. let me know and I'm ready to talk to you. Excellent. No, it's been good chatting to you. Awesome. Thanks so much, Richard. Yeah, Bye.